shall bring joy to the nations when Jesus is King. So come, let us sing a song, a song declaring we belong to Jesus. He's all we Jesus, sing to the King. Oh, He's returning. We watch and we pray. We will be ready the dawn of that day. We'll join in singing with all the song declaring that we belong to Jesus. Oh yes, He's, He's all we need. Oh yes, Father. Lift up the heart of praise. Sing now with voices raised to Jesus. Sing to the King. Welcome to Maple Street Worship Center. Um, So we're a free place here, and worship is our goal. So, Amen. Let's do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Me completely. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break as broken hearts declare His praise. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power, He's fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before him. the gates, make way before the King of Kings, a God who comes to save, is here to set the captives free, for who can stop the Lord Almighty, our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah, he is roaring with power, He's fighting our battles, every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before Him. 
stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord, Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Oh, who can stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion, the Lion, and He's fighting our battle. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain. For the sins of the world, His blood breaks the chains. And every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before Him. that you are Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Every knee will bow before you. Every knee will bow before you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Breaks the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger. The King of glory, the King above all kings, who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder. King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your you've done for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who brings the chaos back into order? Who makes the orphans a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King above all kings. the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace amazing grace this is unfailing love oh that you would take my place that you would bear my cross. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. You would lay down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Oh, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Worthy is the king who conquered the grave. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. 
conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Unfailing love, love that you would take my place, that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross, you would lay down your life, you would lay down your life, that I would be set free, that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. King who conquered the grave, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Oh, worthy is the King who conquered the grave, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Yes, Lord. Worthy is the King. Conquered the grave, Lord, how holy are you?
this one thing remains one thing remains your love never fails and never gives up never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up never runs out on
by the power of your great love. I know my debt is paid. There's nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. And stars they wept, the morning sun was dead, the savior of the world was fallen, his body on the cross, his blood poured out for us, the weight of every curse upon him.
Let's just enjoy soaking in his presence for a minute here. Jesus is alive and 
saves, He rescues and saves. Oh, we shouted out, yes, Lord, He saves, He saves, He rescues and saves, He rescues and saves. Thank you very much. That today just felt the Holy Spirit moving through the church. Just the power oh, yes, just lifted me. I was uh, just oh, about in tears there for for a while. Thank you, dear God, for oh, your power. Yes, just uh, showed itself through uh, the yes, beauty of song and uh, the blessing it was to us. Hallelujah. Just came forth to me. And uh, uh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And as talking to... Tammy uh, earlier, earlier, and uh, she um, uh, all had a, a touch from the uh, spirit earlier this week. She just wanted to uh, uh, give a, a brief uh, um, mention of what uh, she received from uh, from there. So, Tammy, do you have a moment? glad there's not many people because this is hard <laughs> but through God right I am oh probably the past month I've just um, I felt grief for a church and I didn't know what to do but to go to the father and I didn't know what was wrong I didn't know why it seems like church gets smaller every day um, people are going or coming back and we have a new pastor and that's beautiful but I just I needed hope, and um, this is what God put on my heart I wanted to share. Um, <clears throat> another 
kind of an aside that goes with this, but uh, I've been praying a lot about healing and just like, God, why can't I just put my hands on the sick and they be healed? You say that the power's in us and why is that happening? And um, as I'm talking about it, it's like, I don't say that. I say, you raised the dead. <laughs> you raised the dead. You went, this person was dead, no heartbeat, no brain function, and you raised them and gave them life again. And um, I just feel like he was saying that to me, that that's going to happen. And as I was saying that, talking to people, going like, wow, okay, that's a lot of faith, God. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Let's start with a cold or something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just feel like he had that word for this church. <sighs> that... Um, it's like we've been sleeping. We've been slum slumbering, and there are parts of our church that have been dead. But the hope is that he's going to raise us from the dead. He's raising this church from the dead, and there's hope. And it's going to grow. It is growing. It's growing, and it's going to come back, and the church is going to be full. Um, I had a friend come over yesterday. Laura, Laura <laughs> I guess okay to say that. Um, we've just been uh, getting to know each other and just couldn't connect for like almost six months. And uh, yesterday we got together <laughs> and we talked and prayed for almost six hours. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and a couple of things that came up that just went with the whole raising our church is um, the number nine, which if you don't know a lot about numbers, I'll just explain a little bit. It has to do with a divine completion a judgment after trial is completed, a complete cycle of growth. Um, its count, color counterpart is white or pearl, silver, um, symbolized by diamonds and lily of the valley. Um, just a few things like diamonds, they've gone through the fire and they're so beautiful. Um, and of course, lily of the valley, Jesus, right? Um, and then green just uh, seemed like such a theme. And I been thinking about it a lot with um, healing. Healing has to do with green, but new growth is also healing. Um, <laughs> and I had the opportunity this week on Thursday to go with a friend and have a spa day and, and uh, get my nails done and, and I was trying to think what colors and I thought, oh, I don't know. Well, it's St. Patrick's Day. Let's do green. So I did green. I have, um, as you can see, I have pearl, nine pearl. I didn't know that when I put it on. But, <laughs> and green. And if you look, my toes are green. You can see that. <laughs> and um, I just felt like that was, that just went into this. It's a prophetic thing that I did that to bring to you guys. And I mean, it speaks to myself too. Um, yeah, just so just to kind of wrap that up, just to say, you know, we, we really need to choose who we're going to serve this day. Are we going to stand for God? Are we going to walk forward and are we going to grow? Or are we going to stay stagnant, sleeping, and dead? So just to cast your idols down, anything, anything that is taking your focus away from God, it's time to put that away and come forward. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tammy. So uh, um, uh, just... Ask people to uh, listen to that and feel, uh, you know, how the Lord is speaking uh, to us from that. Now, um, I think for the uh, offering, we'll just do it at uh, the back because we have uh, very few people. And uh, for announcements, um, the uh, everyone knows that uh, Pastor Stephen is going to be here, Lord willing, on uh, April 2nd. Paul said, always say that uh, because with this crazy weather in Canada, you never know. But... Uh, for uh, Pastor Stephen, uh, you can see we're trying to bless him with uh, some stuff to fill up the uh, pantry when he gets here, so we won't have to do a, a shopping spree the first day or a week. Uh, so if you are bringing anything else, uh, we ask you to uh, please bring it uh, shortly for, for that. And also there's uh, uh, at the back we have something for everyone to sign, a welcoming uh, card. Okay, now I'd like to introduce, oops, and I have another request. If anyone would like to join us at Heritage House tonight, the service starts at 6.30.
So please come. We have a time of singing and then sharing with the seniors. So you're more than welcome to come. Thank you, Sandy. Okay, now uh, uh, he knows, needs no introduction, but I will introduce him anyway. Lauren McAllister has uh, been uh, uh, come visiting with our church, just giving us uh, leadership and blessing for many years now. So uh, I will give it over to you, Lauren. Thank you. Good morning. It's good to be back in Vegarville and good to be with you today. And uh, enjoyed the worship service. And uh, uh, I'm singing in the um, in the choir at North Point Church. And, and uh, just we're getting ready for our, our Easter presentation. And uh, and we've been singing all for the last two or three weeks the the songs of Easter. And uh, and it was good to hear them again this morning as we sang together about the fact that Christ is risen. Amen. And and uh, uh, we win. Amen. And it's good to know that. Praise the Lord. And just good to be here today. And I uh, want to talk to you about uh, the life that begins when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if will this come up on the screen? I'm plugged in, I think. That's a good sign. <laughs> and life has lots of, of new beginnings, and uh, one of the new beginnings happens when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And I uh, want to talk to you about that this morning, about the life that begins when we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And um, one of the things that we need to realize is that... Uh, uh, a radically different life is just one decision away. And if we, can, if we would make a decision, uh, that decision could result in a radically changed life for us. And uh, is there anything that I need to do down here maybe to... I'd like to punch this up if we could for you. And so I want to talk to you today about, about the life that begins when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, verse number, verse number 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and they were, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began. And that's what I want to talk to you this morning about, that little word, began. And uh, what begins when we are filled with the Holy Spirit? We want to see what happened to them when, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 26, the Bible says this, Then man began to call on the name of the Lord. And in, in the book of uh, Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verse uh, 14, we read, And when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And that's the story of the, of the prodigal son. And uh, so life has some beginnings. What was a new beginning for you? Let's talk about that for just a minute. Uh, when did life kind of take a new beginning for you? Anybody want to tell? jump in? Life began... When you, when you met the Lord, life began with, had a new beginning when you met the Lord. Right. And, uh, and that's why the Bible talks about being born again. And it, it couldn't be anything stronger than to portray this idea that Wow, that's a new book. It's a new chapter where life begins. When did life begin for you? I have a new beginning. Has lots of new beginnings. When, when, when did you have life have a, have a new beginning? Be pardon? After a, healing. after a healing. After a healing, life took a took a new beginning after a healing. Yeah, wonderful. Somebody else. After retirement, after retirement. life took a, took a new beginning. Yeah, life does change at, re at retirement, you know. And I love the sentence from, from uh, 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 the book about retirement, which says simply this, as long as you've got something to give, give that something. And I think it's really important when we retire that we don't just stay home and watch television until our brain shrinks to the size of a pea and rolls out our ear one day. I think it's important that we just keep contributing. And, and, and if we don't need the money, then volunteer, but keep participating in life, but life changes when you retire. Somebody else? A new job. A new job will change life, yeah. 
Did life change for you guys when a new life joined you? Yeah, boy, mothering and fathering. But it, it, life, it, it's a, it's a, it would be a new chapter in a book. You'd have to start a new chapter in the book. In fact, our, our whole life story is made up of chapters. And it's really a good way to think of your life. If you're going through a tough time, and just remember, it's not the whole book. It's just a chapter in the book. And, uh, and our life is filled up with all kinds of chapters and all kinds of new beginnings. And another time that our life begins anew is when we get married. And uh, two shall become one. And, of course, the question is, which one? <laughs> and, uh, but life takes on a new beginning when we get married. And so I want to talk to you about that this morning. I guess we're not going to get the PowerPoint up, so that, that'll be fine. And when we talk about being filled with the Spirit... The Bible says this, Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And so when we hear God saying, be filled with the Spirit, we discover He's giving us a command. So being filled with the Spirit is a command that we need to obey. It's not just a suggestion. God's commanding us, don't be drunk, but just as strongly as He says that, be filled with the Spirit. Be intoxicated with the Holy Spirit of God. So we, that's, that's a command that we need to obey. And then when we read from Acts chapter 2, verse 38, then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So not only being filled with the Spirit is a command we should obey, being filled with the Holy Spirit is a gift we ought to get. And if God has a gift for us, we want to get that gift. And this is what Peter is talking about, that you might receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, the Bible says, For the promises to you and to your children and to all who are far off, far off as many as the Lord our God should call. And so we, should, we discover that being filled with the Holy Spirit is a promise that we need to pounce on and we need to receive the Holy Spirit of God. And so we, we start, as we look at the Scripture, we discover that, that being filled with the Holy Spirit is, is, a, is a beginning of a lot of new things. So let's read some verses that talk about people that were filled with the Spirit. And the first one is the, is the story of Elizabeth. And when we take the story, look at the story of Elizabeth, uh, we're taking a look at, 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 and listen to what the Bible says in Luke chapter 1. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Of course, and I'm saying, well, so what? Well, listen to what happens now. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, and blessed is she who believes, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Elizabeth is the wife of John the Baptist, and, and she's, she's a relative of, of Mary, and... Uh, and her word to her is that she's pregnant, Elizabeth is pregnant, and she says to Mary, uh, uh, blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And we discover that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, mark it down somewhere, suddenly out of your mouth comes words of blessing. A couple of weeks ago, I got cursed out like I've never been cursed out in my whole life. It was, I mean, this guy was one of the best cursors I'd ever ran into, and he was cussing me. You know, it, it was quite interesting to, to, experience, to experience that. And uh, uh, we think about, the Bible says that out of our mouth shouldn't come blessings and cursings, but in, in life we need to be people that are, 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 have messengers uh, uh, or messengers of blessing. I think of the story of, of Bob. Bob is a teenager, just old enough to get his driver's license, and he just got his driver's license. He lives uh, on an acreage, uh, an orchard with his parents, just on top of the Hudson River in New York. And, uh, and the only vehicle they had in their home was an old red truck. And when it drove like down the street, it looked like it was a chain smoker. And it just belched out, you know, smoke and... and uh, and he was embarrassed about it, but that was the only vehicle they had. And to go into town, they had to get in the old red truck. And the family was saving and saving until 
finally one day they had enough money to to buy a new car. Are we good? <laughs> and uh, oh, when that new car arrived, they, they were so thrilled. And Bob was so thrilled. He was so proud of this new car. And so one day he says to his dad, uh, Dad, I need to go into town. Could I take the new car and go into town? And uh, Dad says, sure. So he gets in the car and stood up. And, uh, and when he starts it up, he discovers, oh, I forgot my driver's license, my wallet. So he leaves the car running, runs into the house, grabs his, his, his wallet and his driver's license, and he goes running out of the house. And as he runs out of the house, he looks and sees the tracks where the car was once. And he sees those tracks heading towards the, towards the top of the bank, and, and it had crashed over. And he runs over to the top of the bank and looks down the bank, and there in the Hudson River was their brand new Chevrolet car. Bob said, if, he says, if I could have died, I, I, he said, I'd love to have died right then. He went in the house. Got to tell Dad. Dad, uh, Dad, uh, uh, what, what, the dad's sitting in the living room reading the paper. What, son? Dad, the car. I forgot to put it in park. It's in the river. He says, and what my dad said next, he says, I'll never forget it as long as I live. Dad, without even closing the paper, just simply said, well, son, I guess you're going to have to take the truck then. Quite a thing. How can we, how can we respond in life so that we're not cussing and, and we're not exploding. Well, here's a lady that's filled with the Holy Spirit, and out of her mouth comes words of blessing. And I think that's one of the wonderful things that happens when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, we can become a messenger of blessing in our world, in our world and we can bless those that are, that, that are around us. And, and uh, so let me just kind of move ahead here a little, little, little bit. Thanks for, 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 for uh, getting this for me. And uh, so, just let me get ready to. So here's the story. This, this is, the, is, is the truth that we learn that we learn from Elizabeth that we can suddenly be, be have words of blessing to our world. And I think our world, if it needs anything, it needs words words of blessing from you and and, and from me. And uh, so that's what we can do. So we read this in. Uh, in uh, the book of, uh, we meet Zacharias, and we meet Zacharias in Luke chapter 1, verse 67. And here we read, Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied, saying, so this is Zacharias, he's talking to his son, John the Baptist, and, and, and he said, You will be called the prophet of the highest, and you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge and salvation to his people. And so what do we see happens? First of all, he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and now he's speaking prophetically to his family. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, suddenly we can, we can have words from God for our family. And we can speak to our family about what we believe is ahead for them in God. And here we see we see uh, Zacharias saying to his son John that you that you are going you're going to be called the prophet of the highest. You're going to go before the face of the Lord. You're going to prepare His way, and you're going to have knowledge of salvation to to His people. And of course, this is exactly what happened to John the Baptist. And and uh, and his father knew about it ahead of time. And how did he know? Because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And wouldn't it be great to have an experience with God so that God would lean over the balcony of heaven and whisper to us a word about our ch family, a word for our children? And when you're walking back and forth with your child, you've got this word from God, and you can say to your, your daughter, this, this word, not because you want to control them, not because you want to manipulate them, but because you want them to rise to the full potential in God that's for them. Amen? And, and, and rather than telling them they're good for nothing, they're not going to mount to a hill of beans, we can whisper to them the words of God. How does that happen? Well, it happens to people that are full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And it's a potential for us in, as parents to have that happen to us. 
And so we, we go on. And the third experience is we begin to experience a new way of communicating. And of course, this is probably the most familiar of all of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so there's a new way to communicate. What's the problem when, in praying? Well, someone says, when you speak in other tongues, if you don't know what you're saying, what good is it? Because we live in a world that really elevates the mind. And we value the mind, the training of the mind. And so if it doesn't make sense, if we don't know what we're saying, what good is it? And here along, we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're speaking with other tongues. Do you understand what you're saying when you speak with other tongues? No. Well, what good is that then? You see the problem? Well, what's the limiting factor? The limiting factor in life is... uh, particularly in prayer, is sometimes we don't know what to pray for. Sometimes we don't know how to pray what we should pray for. And, and, and that becomes a limiting factor. We want to pray, but we don't know what we should say in that prayer. And when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, suddenly we have a prayer language, an opportunity to pray not from our head, but to pray from our spirit. And we can communicate. And what a wonderful gift it is, is to be able to, to pray and, and, and pray. And that happens as a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Back me into a corner. And, uh, uh, and I can guarantee if you back me into a corner, that I'll, you'll find me speaking in other tongues. And it just, it just always happens that way. Oh, this is a... I'll just back together again. You should not drop these things. <laughs> and uh, so, so we see, we see this is, is, a, is another good thing that happens as a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit, is they were able to, uh, to have an utterance. A new prayer language comes their way. So let's go on. And we see the, the fourth thing that happens, that you begin to have courage to speak to those who need to be spoken to. We meet Peter. Peter. 